Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Gaia Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. So welcome, welcome, welcome to My Orgasmic Life. And we're in the dungeon. So Mistress Dana, <laughs> who you know from, you know, Radically Honest, <laughs> it was a long time ago, by the way, of any yes. of those episodes, yes. um, has, we've, we've done a lot of different, we've moved in a different direction. Things have changed. Things have changed. We're now changed. Outfits have changed. <laughs> Locations have changed. Lots of things. Hair has changed. <laughs> so everybody who's listening, they're like, oh, okay, so we need to remember that yes. our audience is also listening and not just watching. So let's talk about our outfits. So Mistress Dana is wearing a lovely leather corset that accentuates her bosoms and her, also her booty when she turns around. <laughs> How you done? She now has purple hair. Yes. It's kind of hard to see on this yeah. thing, but. Okay. I am wearing a satin corset and uh, some black. black and some velvet uh, burgundy skirt. And my hair is still the same as it always is. <laughs> wild and crazy and looking like I just got fucked <laughs> always a good look always great look so we want to talk today about training because I've been doing a lot of pro-dom pro-dom training, training yes. okay and when I talk about pro-dom by the way it's gender neutral yes it's not doesn't mean male female you can be a penis owner vagina owner you can have neither whatever it is wherever you are Pro-dom is how we refer across the board. Yes. Okay. So, yes, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of pro-dom training, um, which I love. It's like one of my favorite things to do. Um, and Mistress Dana has been on the receiving end of a lot of that training. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so where do we want to start on that? Uh, well, we should probably, I, I think we've maybe talked about it on a previous episode about transitioning over, or maybe not. I think we maybe gapped it because my year of travel, we didn't end up doing a whole lot of recording. So everybody's kind of missed the whole transition. Yes, that's true. You did come out on the last, our last podcast where we were in the dungeon, uh, <laughs> that you were wanted to be a part of 
the ethical war of domination empire empire yes uh so you, you did out yourself there but that's basically the last oh and there's an episode where we talk about where we just did a review on toys for weirdly yes. wired right so there's a little so bit there there's a little bit there but yes but not official not official so so in the last year i've been traveling around i've done my year-long vagabond walkabout just finished mm -hmm. um and in that has been a reclaiming of my sexuality figuring out you know do I want to do pro dom again do I want to get back into this world how do I want to do that and you know all of the interesting things that have come up from that exploration and obviously uh from the outfit perhaps you can tell we, you know I am back in so <laughs> so this is you know kind of been the start I mean two weeks ago I put up my first ad and started to call in clients and starting to work in the dungeon so you know it has been that full transition of getting the training but more importantly you and I have talked about this so many times it is much more about all the emotional changes that have to happen in yeah. order to be able to step into this space because the physical pieces, I mean, I, I'd already been doing this work. So the physical is not the hard piece. That's not what stopped me. I have all those skills. Could have easily just started back up the dungeon. But you start getting back into it. And then there's all the layers of, you know, my own trauma that needed to be healed on another layer, more aspects of it, the male entitlement piece and how that plays out in my life and how I was really conditioned to, you know, give in, yes. give in to the male expectation, give in to what, you know, what is it that you desire? And, and so all of those pieces had to change in order for me to step in and really be able to hold the space. Oh yeah. And all and of more and more. <laughs> That's the highlights. <laughs> That's the highlights. Yeah, there, it's it's been a really interesting journey watching you and helping you transition into all the places where it shows up. It you know in, and you know I just recently had a conversation with another potential new dom who wanted to train and and she's like, well, why do I need to do all of those things? Like, mm -hmm. why do I need to have six weeks of intensive immersion and why do I need all of these yeah. courses? Can I just have a couple of sessions, sessions to learn how to flog? To learn how to flog and. I'm like, no, 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 because the actual, like the activities, the kink activities, as we'll call them, right? Yeah. The flogging, the spanking, the bondage, the rope, the electric play, the foot worship, all of the kinks, those are very easy to learn how to do. You yeah. can take a course, you can have a session, so you can feel it. Like there's lots of ways in which you can learn those, we call those hard skills, right? Yes. You can learn those hard skills really easily. But it's the soft emotional skills <laughs> that is Ooh, like, I don't feel very soft. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I don't know, people call them soft skills. I'm not sure. I think we should call those the hard skills and the others, you know, <laughs> right. But it's the, how do I hold my power? How do I not drop into getting myself into a situation that's going to put me in a dangerous situation? Mm -hmm. How do I do my vetting process? How do I write my ad? Like, like all those things, like even when, you know, you were writing your ad and your profile, you read it to me and I'm like, no, take that out, take that out, take that out. No, 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 no. no. Where's the sexy? You haven't added any sexy in there. Well, and because for me, just to give some background for people that I have been self-employed for 30 years. 
and I've run more traditional businesses. And so it's always been about what does the client need? What is their outcome? What do they desire? And always speaking to that. And so this is a complete flip, complete flip on the script. It's still, you know, still fucking with my brain. It really is. I have to say this. I'm starting to write that for the book. is like, this is, you know, it's fucked in the head. I'm like, uh, you know, how do you want to honor? How, you know, why would you be honored to serve me? One of my questions, why would you? I'm like, that is so egotistical. And yet it's the truth. It's the truth. And if I don't hold that space, then coming in right from the get go, they're not coming in with the same, the, the right mindset. Yeah. It's going to work. And so, you know, there's so many, so that what we just talked about there is power exchange, mm-hmm. right? The nuances, the overt to subtle nuances of power exchange oh in itself is all about training yeah. and recognizing and observing, understanding, understanding power dynamics, understanding, uh, you know, power dynamics in gender, in um, race, in age, in yeah. financial uh, status. Like there's so many different power dynamics that are at play in every interaction that you have with the world. And if you don't, that's, I would say, is probably the, one of the hardest parts of really being able to walk into the dungeon and hold space yeah. to be that powerhouse. Yeah. And that's, you know, in disclosure, that is the piece that got me into trouble the first time around. You know, I had everything set up. I had my own dungeon. Like I said, I already had the skills on the hard side. Yeah. You know, the flogging, the actual, you know, techniques. But then when it came to doing the work, I wasn't holding my power. I wasn't holding that space. And so it didn't work. It felt icky. Yeah. Felt gross. Yeah. And it does. Okay. Because that's the thing. It's like, if you end up in a situation that you are not turned on and excited about and like thrilled about and holding the power in the space and all mm-hmm. the things that go along with being a dom, um, it does, it feels icky. It feels gross. It feels dirty. It feels wrong. It feels mm-hmm. like you've been violated. It feels like you, like all of those feelings live there and they live there because we don't know how to hold power. And that's the biggest part of the training. Like all, all the other things, all the other skills, they're all important. But I would say the most difficult part is being able to hold your power, walk into the room, both verbally, non-verbally, energetically. Yeah. And when you walk into that space, everybody in that room is ready to surrender to you. Mm-hmm. And, and to speak to that, I would say, from you know from my side you you've been a mentor for me in this journey and so it's the small tweaking yeah you know I've got a message from a client they're saying this this is what I want to say and then you're like no don't have this piece in because that's still kowtowing that's still that dynamic and so shortening up and you don't you know we can talk about these these situations all day long but until you're actually in it yeah and, you know, coming across it and experiencing it, that that's where the value is. And you and I have talked about this at length in that it's that, like, that's the training that doesn't happen. I haven't seen anybody offering this kind of training, no. but that's the piece that's really allowed me to, to fully step in and step in in a way that is fun and playful and I'm in charge and yeah, I get to have fun, have orgasms in the dungeon. Like, woohoo. Yeah. Which uh, our next episode, we're going to talk about our first spit roasting together. Mm. So you'll get to see like how much fun that was. Um, 
that piece that you're talking about of like in the moments, right? Like, so in the mentorship, especially specifically the mentorship that you've been doing with me, because you're immersed in it, it normalizes it. Yes. Right. So that's, that's the other piece of it is that, you know, you know, that, that six week part of immersion of that training is where you're living basically in the dungeon and you get to experience all the levels of debauchery mm-hmm. and how normalized that is. So like things like, you know, the other day, right. I'm have a client 6am in the morning and I'm in the dungeon and she's sleeping over there and, you know, I'm spanking and having orgasms while I'm humping my client's leg. And it's like, you know, how did my life get here? <laughs> or I'm sitting upstairs and writing on my computer and I can hear something and it's like, is that a dog whimpering or is that somebody in the dungeon? You know, and these are just not your normal thoughts that would go on in your mind. You would automatically assume it's a dog, but in this situation, it's like, I'm not sure if that's a subby yelping like a dog or if it's a dog. It's true because I could be doing pony or puppy play and they yeah. could be barking down there. <laughs> just don't know what's going to happen in the dungeon never know what's going to happen in the dungeon oh my god and also just that and what that does is normalize it right yes. so it's like you're in it you're normalize it i walk up i'm all like oh it's so good i had so many orgasms i love my life <laughs> as i'm like taking off my corset and airing out my boobs while i'm walking <laughs> through the house being excited about all the things that just happened and the way I share it and the way I talk about it, again, normalizes it. Mm-hmm. There's no shame. I have zero, zero, zero shame about whatever happened. I'm just excited to tell about all the things and hear all the juicy <laughs> bits and there's like, and that itself has so much value I've seen within you, mm-hmm. right? Like, because I'm like, oh, I just, you know, so, you know, I went over and I, you know, I threw pie at a client. I got paid for a pie at a client today. This day was like <laughs> fucking awesome. This is awesome, you know? It's that whole, there's nothing wrong with it. And what I've seen with you is the more I do that and the more you are embraced, like the more it's easier for you to embrace, oh, that's normal, Mm -hmm. right? I just did this thing and it was hot and I got paid for it and it was sexy and it was good. I had a good day at work. Yeah. But without this piece, because I've done a lot of training of other doms, without this immersion piece, they can't pull the trigger. Yeah. Can't fully step in and step into the place because all of the things about being a sex worker, the shame, the guilt, not clearing out the pieces that need to be cleared. And if they've got people like that's that's the other thing, right? So I've got you as a support. I've also now have people in my life who really celebrate what I'm doing. They yeah. think it's hot, they think it's fantastic. And that's a really important component. So for most people. They don't have somebody who is over the moon excited for them. They might be like, oh, it's okay. Like, hey, you go, you be you. Um, But they still have their own stuff about it. Whether it's like, well, what are you doing? Are you having sex with those clients? Are you like, what? All of those questions come up, which in those early days puts doubt in your mind. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the huge pieces that can be a stopping point. If you don't have a strong support on a regular basis in the beginning, until you get really strong and you can stand up to anybody who wants to question it. Yeah. But you've got to have that building in the beginning. Yeah, you do. If you don't have a support system in place, and that's part of what the training is, because you know, with the training, you get my support and also you get other doms who are all a part of that training and that network of support to like 
totally hold space for you in whatever capacity that you need. So you're building your, your community around you and also learning how to have those conversations with the relationship dynamics that you have and, mm-hmm. and how do you do that if you have kids and how do you do that? all that stuff comes as part of that training process so that when you write, when you're ready to rock and roll, you're ready to like, all right, I got my first client. <laughs> you will be excited and you'll have all the pieces in place and you'll have all the support. And it's okay that even if you're freaking out or your first client, you're freaking out. That's why we do two weeks of dungeon shadowing, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, you being in the dungeon with me while I'm using, while we're, you know, working with a client or a spit roasting a client session that opened a whole other possibilities for you mm-hmm. because nothing in there was not fun. Yeah. Oh my God. We laughed so much. Wait for that next episode. Cause like, <laughs> <woo. Jeez. laughs> so that's it. The other piece is like having that learning the skills, clearing the things, doing all the stages, all the steps, having somebody hold your hand as well as shadowing somebody. Mm-hmm. And then the, and the last piece of that immersion part of that training is that you get to use the dungeon, some of it with supervision where I'm, you know, me or one of the other trained doms are in the room, just watching, making sure you're safe and everything's good mm-hmm. that way. Or, you know, and then we move into transitioning where, you know, somebody else is in the house. So you have the dungeon space, but you still can feel safe and you can have all of that safety under your belt before you go out onto your own, mm-hmm. right? Because how much, how important has that been for you? Yeah, and surprising because, um, you know, that first session with that one client that, you know, who I already know and I've already spent time with and I've already had a session with. Yeah, idiot anal slut. Oh, okay. I didn't know if we were giving names. Or oh, not. yeah. They don't know. Nobody knows what the real names That's are. That's true. That's true. This is why they get nicknames. So I can talk freely about them everywhere. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so Anal Slut was with me in Costa Rica. And so I was able to use him there. And so I'm very comfortable with him. But still, that first session of him being here and it being, you know, an official dom session, there was still some discomfort where it was like, okay, I, I need you to be here. Right? Yeah, I had to cancel my nail appointment. <laughs> <laughs> My nails were in rough shape. Drama. <laughs> how much? I was like, I got you. I got you, babe. I'll get you my nail appointment for you. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. <laughs> but like, the, and you know, I'm joking about the nail appointment, but the point is, is that you needed me to cancel that yes. and that needed to happen. Yes. It, it was not, it wasn't a negotiational piece. Like if without me being able to be upstairs, you weren't going to be able to do what you needed to do. Yeah. Right. And so, and that's with you knowing the person, being in the space, all the things, uh, all, you know, the most was, ideal situation possible. Yeah. And I still needed that support. And you still needed that support because we need those supports. So yeah. that's, that's the piece that I want to like say yeah. is that, that's not a weakness. That's, that's the normality of it. That's, yeah. that's what it's like until you can like start doing it and you're doing it all the time and blah, blah, blah. And, and then you can drop into, you have all the skills, you feel good, you're comfortable, yeah. all that kind of stuff, then you, you're good to go. But in the beginning, you need that whole hand holding. you need that support. Yeah. 
And that's what I've seen the difference between when people have had that support, they get to do and get really successful and are really good and drop into the things. And when people don't have that support, they just end up frizzling out because they end up in situations that are unsafe, discomforting, not good. It, they, all of their stuff comes up. Somebody says some judgy thing. Now it's mm-hmm. like, you know, now you're like, oh my God, I can't do it. Like all of those pieces because you not have that basically container, container of yeah. safety. So yeah, that's why originally it was just two weeks. Like mm-hmm. it used to just be two weeks. And then after, you know, spending so much time with you and mentoring and all this stuff, we're like, nah, it needs to be the yeah. solid six weeks of like real immersion to really drop in. Yeah. It, it, it's, you know, doctors go and spend like a year or is it a two years? Two, I don't know. One how year or two. Years. I don't know how it is. Um, but they spend that time interning. Yes. The, before they're let loose to go on their own. Yeah. And this is the same. Yeah. Because lives are still at stake. Emotional lives are still at stake. And physical lives. Okay. So, this, yeah. this, so you know, the dungeon is fun, but it's also a very dangerous place if you don't know what you're doing. Right. And, you know, things can happen like somebody passes out, they're hanging from the ceiling, you don't have their, you know, quick releases, you know, somebody didn't tell you that they have, you know, some medical issues, Uh and all of a sudden somebody has a heart attack on you while you've like tied them all up, like, (laughs) like there's shit that can go sideways really fast, really quick in the dungeon, unless you know what you're doing. And so once you yeah. know what you're doing, you have those, you, you, you know, what questions to ask, you know what to do in this situation, you know how to handle it, you know, mm-hmm. you got a quick release, you're like, ah, you know, you're one of those painters, you're definitely getting a quick release done <laughs> on all the things. <laughs> I can tell, I can tell. <laughs> you're one of those. You're one of those. <laughs> right? Like, you just, you start to learn all of those pieces, but you need exactly like internship. It's an internship mm-hmm. so that safety happens. Because being in the dungeon is awesome. It is such a beautiful place for healing, for transformation, mm-hmm. for sexual acceptance. For there's so many beautiful, beautiful things that happen in the dungeon mm-hmm. when the dungeon is done from a place of safety. Yes, and you need training for that. All right. So, what would you else would you like to say about the training? I think, well, the other thing we didn't talk about too much was the whole trauma piece. And I know you've got a whole course of really dealing about the trauma. And I would say from my own experience, of course, by the time I was ready to, you know, to start saying, okay, I think I'm going to do this. I've already done a significant amount of work looking at my trauma, um, looking at all the sexual trauma, but then it became the pieces, the little subtle pieces of feeling obligated, feeling obligated to respond, feeling obligated to put out, feeling, you know, just all of these old little tugs. And some of that's my history. You know, I grew up in a religious cult. And so I had probably a little heavier programming than most. But society wise, if you're in a female body, uh, you've had conditioning to have this obligation piece. And so that's for me where the trauma piece came up but if you haven't done much work with your sexual trauma this is where it's all going to come out oh and it's going to come out in really ugly ways too so you know yeah so that's why in the training no matter what version of my training you do 
it's mandatory that you must take the BDSM wellness and trauma training class um, because trauma plays out in sexuality on so many levels from our clients' desires, from our own stuff, mm. like it's everywhere. And, and in, especially in particular in the world of BDSM and kink, it can seem like you're reclaiming your trauma, <laughs> but you actually are re-victimizing yourself in trauma. And so that's why that course breaks that all down. Like you really dive into it so that you can piece apart like, okay, this is a healthy expression of this desire and kink. This is a toxic one that's re-victimization. Okay, so now we yeah. need to clear this, heal this, reprogram that so that we can drop back into the, this is the healthy way of expressing this particular yeah. kink and exploration. And, and just to add to that, I know I've heard from doing, you know, consultation calls with potential clients. I've heard it a number of times that they have been to, to Don's and they can feel that the dom is just angry at men. Yes. And they're hitting from a place of anger. They're not doing it because they love it. They're doing it because they want the money or because they just want to take it out on men. And those things are not, that's not going to help you. No. You know, if you're looking at taking this training, that place is only going to just reinforce all the old, uh, you know, all the old trauma, basically. Yeah, well, and it's interesting that you said that. I was doing some recording for the for this morning, actually, for the you know training um, course, and I did say you only hit from a place of love, <laughs> and the minute you go from hitting from a place of love to the hitting from a place of vengeance, anger, or frustration, you now are become abusive. Yeah, one is consensual kinky play, other is physical abuse, psychological yeah. abuse. Yeah, and so and that line, by the way is very thin, Ooh. very thin. And it's really easy. And clients want to push your buttons, by the way, mm. because they have their own trauma storyline that they're at play and they don't know, they don't know the difference between being dominated and hit from a place of love versus trauma themselves. So, you know, the ways that they've gotten their needs mad is usually to aggravate somebody and then they get their, you know, it's kind of like when a child throws a tantrum because it wants attention. It's the same concept that happens, mm -hmm. in, you know, with our clients a lot of times. So one minute you're like having fun, you're wielding, you're flogging, all kinds of stuff. And then your client says something like, wow, you really gained a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> and every part of you're like are you fucking kidding me right now <laughs> you're not you don't believe you don't think i know that <laughs> i pointing that out so in that moment split second it's like a split second where you now have an implement that you just it would be easy to go off and hit them for saying that stupid thing that they just said yeah. and they wouldn't know the difference at first yeah they would just think that, you know, oh, they're getting in trouble, course correction. But I was not doing it from a course correction. I was mm -hmm. doing it from you motherfucker, whack. Yeah. And so that moment is the crucial moment where we go from. And that is where why we have to do all this work on ourselves and no self-awareness mm -hmm. and things like that, because it, it can go like this. And if you think about wanting to be a dom and you happen to have a vagina, so you're a vagina owner. And you're, the reason that you're doing it is because you hate men and you think, like you were saying, that you think <laughs> that you get to get paid to take it out your shit on men. That's a no. Yeah. 
because you know what? That makes you an abuser. That doesn't make you a dom. That doesn't make you holding safe space for anybody. What that makes you is somebody who is physically abusive to others. Yeah. And that's assault. And that's assault. Plain and simple. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. It's assault. Yeah. So yes, never hid from a place of anger, only spank from a place of love. <laughs> and if you're not feeling the love, use your tools to get back into that space. Yes. Right. Which is the training talks all about those things. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's so easy. And I mean, I'm pretty zen for the most part <laughs> of like, I'm frolicky and playful. And like, it takes a lot for me to like, be like, what the motherfuck? <laughs> me a lot to get to that place. Well, if they happen to poke at something that you're feeling vulnerable about yeah. in that time, in that moment, right? If you have, if you haven't come to the place where it's like, okay, this is it. So, you know, you've struggled with your weight because of your health issues. Exactly. But it's not sitting well with you. So, you know, that comment is just like huge. Another day where you're like, I'm all good. Somebody says, you're like, oh, you're going to pay for that one. <laughs> you know, and you can, you, you can, can be play. playful with it. Exactly. That's, that's not from a place of, you're not actually triggered. That's yeah. from a place of like, really? I think that was a good life choice. Yeah. I don't think Let's I was going to teach you that you should, you should not say that. Say that <laughs> to anyone, <laughs> let alone a woman. Yes. A vagina owner. <laughs> right. But again, it's the, your reaction to it and yeah. how much awareness and how much, so like in that moment, I wanted to hit him really <laughs> not from a place of love. Um, so I used my tools, did some breathing. I did a couple of Kegels, dropped back into my body and I'm like, <laughs> shake it off a little bit. I'm like, all right. Okay. And I remembered, oh yeah, he probably doesn't mean anything by it. The way he talks and just how he processes. I'm sure there's a whole paragraph that happened in his brain that you know, that he was really concerned about me that I didn't hear in that statement. (laughs) So we can just shake it off. But again, if I hadn't had all those skills Mm -hmm. at my disposal, it'd be very easy to cross the line. And that's just what, like, that's just a one moment. Never mind all the other moments in the dungeon where somebody says to me, and this is, you know, always funny because, you know, this is the funniest part. I hope he never listens to this episode. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I was gonna say you're giving it away. I know, right? You're like, oh, don't tell him, right? Um, <laughs> he probably won't listen. Okay. So <laughs> we're good. So I have this client who's like really good looking and like really entitled and has lots of money. And so his life, everybody's always said yes to him, and women have always said yes to him, and he's never in his whole entire life had a woman say no. So he comes to the dungeon, and of course, I'm all about yeah only one that rules this space is me (laughs) so that's just how that is so you know we did some stuff some behavioral modification i figured out i worked out what makes him on time (laughs) right now he's always on time and then you know while we're in the session because he's new to surrendering Mm -hmm. he's still not like he's not an avid submissive yet he's like new you know, he's like, oh my God, all the things I want to do to you. Like, is if that's ever going to happen in the dungeon, <laughs> I'm the doer. Yeah. You're the doey. <laughs> Keywords, do to you. No, yeah, no, no. Right. And he's like, and this is the funniest part. He <laughs> says, I would pay anything to see you naked. <laughs> now, any of my listeners know that I'm a nudist. I'm running around naked everywhere. Most of the world will see me naked. <laughs> Most of my friends are like, would you put some clothes on? Like, this is a pant conversation. Like, put the pants on, right? So 
So I say to him, I'm like, oh yeah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> but because of my healing of my own stuff, I just think it's funny. I just think it's mm -hmm. funny and it's entertaining. And I'm like, I think it's even funnier that the whole world see me naked. And this one man wants to pay to see me naked. And I'm not going to let him pay to see me naked. <laughs> and because that's that subtle power exchange, power play that we talk yeah. about. Right? So I'm like, and oh. he doesn't mean it. He doesn't mean it. He doesn't know any different. He doesn't, he doesn't know that he's doing this dynamic. And that's the thing is that we can, I can get really get triggered by that kind of thing because of all of my history. Yeah. But he doesn't actually, he doesn't want to be an entitled asshole. He just no. doesn't know any better. Yeah. He doesn't know any better, which is why we, that's why he's coming and doing some training. So yeah. we're training some of that stuff out of him. But it is that piece around, okay, so if I had not had my clear my stuff, he was like, here he is on the cross. He ain't going anywhere. And I have implements in my head. <laughs> and I have walls of implements of varying degrees of pain, torture. <laughs> and it would be easy to course correct that with pain and me lashing out from that place. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I've learned he likes pain, so we don't use pain. So we use actually pleasure denial is actually what mod brain modifies it. <laughs> but it's all of those pieces, right? And those are so, that's where that support comes in. You know, like even when you're, you get a message, right? You know, earlier today, we had a conversation, I you know, I, mm -hmm. just before we got on the podcast here. It's like, all right. And you're like, okay, this guy said blah, blah, blah. And that means blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, why the hell would he contact me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I don't think that's what that thing is. <laughs> and it can be reframed. You're like, oh, okay. But now, you, but now you're aware that that's a thing and now you don't have to be triggered by it anymore, yeah. right? It's, that's the beautiful thing of this training and the empowerment that goes along with all of these pieces. Mm -hmm. You know, I love training next to torture. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> Torture, training, being naked. <laughs> Actually, no, I thought sex. I was going to say being <laughs> naked, sex, torture, training. <laughs> Good to know where the priorities lie. <laughs> oh, if you're like, oh, I'm really interested in this. I want to maybe look at changing my career. Um, reach out to me. You can find it at empressguy.com um, under education. Um, and also if you... Um, what else? I was going to say something else. I lost it. Apparently it's not important. So you can reach out to me there. Oh, actually, I also train subbies. If anybody is interested in becoming a pro subby. Oh, yes. Right. Yes, yes. Becoming a pro subby, which, by the way, makes way more money than us pro doms. Um, <laughs> <It's> ironic. <laughs> um, you know, reach out to me um, because, again, the level of risk as a pro sub mm. is much greater. And so the training that needs to happen and the support and the, and the, the continual supervision and support and um, safety protocols that need to be in, they need to be in place. So if you're thinking about wanting to become a pro sub, you really need to come and get some training and build your safety network mm -hmm. so that you don't end up accidentally finding somebody that murders you to be honest so like that's an yeah. important piece of, of that so if you're interested and you're thinking why well, you know i, I kind of like being a sub and and you know i like all the things and you know mm -hmm. there's a 
huge demand. <laughs> and there's uh, great income possibilities. And there's wonderful safety protocols that we have in place to protect you and to teach you and to share, share with you. All right. All right. That's it. That's all. Bye-bye. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is my orgasmic life podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook at my orgasmic life podcast, Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you, what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want, I want to know. Because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what, how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like, but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option? We have that. You can email my slutty assistant. Layla at GaiaMorissette.com. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye.